Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. Welcome, America, our infamous 14th epic episode of The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy, episode 14 with a start date of June 7th, 2022, Achtung, America, onwards to the Bachelor Empire, and may God always save the Bachelor King. Now, many of you know I'm broadcasting from my studio here in uh, the deep mountains of Arizona. Now, we have our political hit show every Thursday night at the same time at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, This is our fun show each month, first Tuesday of each month. And tune in, call in. We will take calls uh, during the show at 563-999-3437. Can you believe it's now the month of June, man? Wow. Well, you will not ever be happy in life until you are happy. Never forget that. (laughs) Well, I welcome you all to the Bachelor's Den America. So enter at your own risk. It's the Bachelor Nation, my friends. Inside the world of America's favorite guilty pleasure. Brought to you by your illustrious host, and this is a Von Wehunt Show production. And no, we are not broadcasting from Ukraine or communist China. We wish we were broadcasting tonight from the Playboy Mansion in Los Angeles, California. That would be great. Well, on each show, we have people that email me during the week at Von Wehunt Show at gmail.com. They send me telegrams, postcards, letters, and all kinds of email, and um, male and female alike, very interesting. I appreciate all of your correspondence. Please call the show as well. We would love for that to happen. We have a lot of people that are catching on to the show, and we have to induct you properly. We have to induct you into the fraternity of men, the made men of the Bachelor's Den and the Playboy Mansion. Well, there is a war on men in America. And so you must understand that uh, we have many enemy forces out there, always lying in wait, like the hyenas that they are, 
ready to sniff at you, ready to bite you, and that you need the proper induction. Without further ado, on our epic episode number 14, we will have our Animal House Fraternity Pledge. Uh, I state your name. I state your name. Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Do hereby pledge allegiance to the frat. Uh, with liberty and fraternity for all. Amen. Amen. Sergeant at Arms, do your duty. Now on your job to talk, my name is Weasel. Uh, now on your name is Mothball. Kroger, your Delta Tau Kai name is Pinto. Why Pinto? Why not? Well, what's my Delta Tau Kai name? Dorfman, you've given this a lot of thought. From now on, your name is Flounder. Flounder? We now consecrate the bond of obedience. Assume the position. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes, on each show, this is the first Tuesday of each month, we throw a Bachelor's Den party so we go to our favorite tiki bar in the house in the mansion here makes a drink before the night's festivities begin i'm wearing my silk dragon robe i raise my goblet of wine and my sign of beer to all of you tonight during the show i may wear my red velvet smoking jacket with cigar in hand mafioso and goomba style as we are ready to rock and roll always on the show. We are the new pharaohs of the land. Now, I told you early on for the induction of our new fraternity members, you will not ever be happy in life until you are happy. That is our deep thought tonight. Never forget that. Is everyone busting your chops to get married or get into a relationship. When I was a kid, they would say, hey, hey, kid, kid, how's your love life, kid? Be some guy talking from the side of his mouth, East Coast style with a stogie. Hey, kid, how's your family situation, kid? How's your love life, kid? Let me know, kid. Everything was kid. I used to love it. Real funny. But um, <laughs> have you been watching the Johnny Depp trial where he won? He won in, uh, in many of the counts. Uh, markup won for the man on that trial. Well, it's about time. Maybe we can push back th- that dastardly, evil Me Too movement. The men in America never forget that we are masters of our own domain. We are the masters. It's hilarious that women only ask for liberation. After... Men conquered the primitive and dangerous natural world. Let that one sink in deep, boys. 
before that event, men and women had a relationship based on a, say, mutual benefit. Now, according to your militant feminists out there, that was all male patriarchy that they fight against tooth and nail. It's like clinging to the lion tamer when you're in the cage with the lion and then claiming the lion tamer was groping you once you were safely out of the radio octagon. That is your typical feminist mentality today. But we had a lady that um, contacted a member of the show. Pretty funny, actually. And um, somebody forwarded me this, and uh, I will read it to you. Um, On each show, we try to keep each show fresh with new and vibrant information from the streets and sometimes the mean streets of America. Well, these young women have changed. They're not really wanting to be feminists anymore, but they do it in a more traditional way. She writes about me. She writes on her blog. I'm wanting to experience new things, she says. And I want to be taken care of financially. I do work full time, but I am looking to quit my job and have someone take care of me full time. She's on to say I am interested in everything in life right now. And she goes, I would love to meet new people and explore my interests. I have an Amazon wish list and a wish tenderless, if you so oblige. Well, 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 well. That about sums it up, right? Mr. Bachelor, the women want to be taken care of. She can't wait to quit her job and move in with you. She'll be your love slave, cook, and bartender all in one. It almost sounds like. But we know that changes pretty fast, actually. Well, these women are kind of funny because they view modern-day fathers are now seen more and more by society as the sperm donors only. And then you're an ATM bank machine going forward in Western society. And they wonder why. You have the gall and the nerve to wonder why men are opting out of this crazy matriarchal system stacked against them. Well, the new world order we know is anti-humanity, anti-bachelor. This show is not anti-marriage or anti-relationship of any kind. We encourage men to pursue happiness, which is stated in our U.S. Constitution. We encourage and will goad you, yes, to go into some relationships, but go in with both eyes open and be careful, gents. Be very careful out there. You got to be very careful in the dating world. Some women out there are toxic, but it is a toxic dating world for, for a lot of people. It's not easy to find a girlfriend if you're a guy or a boyfriend if you're a girl. 
Many men were raised to think that women would always be there if you married them to take care of you. But is this really true? I don't think so, in my mind's eye. Because I never see women take care of men much in our Western society or our American society much of the time. I'd rather see the men always take care of the women. And once the woman has a home and a man, it is understandable for her, but men, you need to expect it. She will quit her job. That extra income that you thought you were going to have on paper vanishes, vaporizes overnight. Because she sees you as the traditional breadwinner. Remember, your money in her mind is both of yours. But the money she earns is only hers and is not negotiable with you. Once men understand that, the rest is history. Well, it's time to start our great theme song, The Ambushers, from the 1967 Matt Helm movie. I think you'll dig it. I think you'll like it. Love the lyrics to that song, whether she's a blonde, a brunette, or a redhead. She's the ambushers, gentlemen. Well, by now I've had a few adult beverages. Somebody brought me some uh, spiked lemonade on top of my kamikaze shots here in the studio. I forgot, I forgot her name, but uh, she's around here somewhere. 
Anyway, getting back to the studio business at hand. Have you guys been watching the Johnny Depp defamation trial? Well, have you been defamed, Mr. America, Mr. Bachelor? If you have, if it's serious enough where you've lost your company or your job, then you might want to think about court. And again, you may not. It will cost you millions of dollars or tens of thousands to pursue these things. And don't forget, Johnny Depp also is a Hollywood mega actor, mega millionaire. Though his fortune has waned a bit, he still made a ton of money being Jack Sparrow on the Pirates of the Caribbean Disney franchise. It's been amazing to watch the show. And this, uh, well, it's been a court show. It's over now. But guys, watch out for those flying vodka bottles from those ladies. I mean, it's watching the dynamics of that relationship. Hmm? My God. I mean, she's an attractive woman, Amber Heard. I don't care what anybody says. At least she's to me. But boy, she's a little powder cake underneath that calm exterior. Like a lot of women, by the way. Don't think she's Little Miss Daisy or a wallflower. Well, I always select, people always ask me, why did you pick the first Tuesday of the month, Von Wiet, to do this show? Well, I'll tell you. Because it will always then be Taco Tuesday, if you know what I mean. And remember, guys, as a wise man once said when he called the show, you never pay for sex, but you do pay a woman to leave your bachelor penthouse or a swanky cool apartment. The money is for her taxi fare only. You pay the women to leave. You pay your horse to leave, not to stay. Because a lot of women today are really weird about casual sex. Don't choke her for too long, for God's sake. She may complain to the authorities about it, even though it was supposed to be consensual or casual. And if that's the case, you know what to do. Which reminds me of those crazy stories of Johnny Depp, Hollywood sex bots, and the legacy of Harvey Weinstein. Jeez, that monster out there. Unbelievable. Well, you know, there's a lot of fun things out there we can talk about tonight. We have a lot of themes I um, wrote down in my head, this is all just impromptu, Von Wien speaking to you off the cuff, America. And um, we love Gino, and so we will honor him again with this little promo. This is Dean Martin, alias Matt Helm, asking you to help me uh, stamp out spies, or at least muss them up a little. In our new picture of the ambushers, I got my hands full with Matahara's like Santa Burger. Skull. Shirt skull's got ice in it. Janice Rule and those ever loving sleigh girls. Don't shoot. They get you when you're high. They get you when you're low. They get you when you're standing still or else when you're on the go. They get you in a thing. The edge or on the brink. But bam, bam, bam. It's too much for one mad helm, so how about pitching in a little, huh? There's enough action for everybody, so bring your friends and we'll make them honorary ambushers. To the ambushers. 
Apparently, that particular stereo could play four tracks. I actually found one and played one in the 80s. I, I don't oh, you had the quadraphonic set. Oh, you are you are high tech, bro. No wonder you're the tech <laughs> wizard. Jeez. Yeah, I can handle any dinosaur by now because I used to mess with all of it, reel to reel. I mean, any dinosaur. Yes. Yeah. And even as a kid, I would play around with it. And uh, if it, if I could, you know, get Love to that. get the tunage in my car, I didn't care. You know, 1969 right. Ford Galaxy stock 390 under the hood. I only put the accelerator all the way down like maybe six times total in my life i didn't yeah, need yeah baby <laughs> that's awesome powers there and, Flashing, baby. and that was yeah that, that was living like seven miles out of town in the middle of nowhere in wyoming and, and i still didn't need to floor it just didn't have to yeah, of course the one of the times that i did my dog was with me at the time and i'm warning him it's like you'd better sit down he's like no i don't have to it's like okay He'd be in the back seat. Yeah, baby. Florida. So anyway. Very um, shagadelic. Yeah, I miss, I miss those days. But coming back to the original point, in all those instances, I was the helper. I was the second. I didn't need to be top billing. I wasn't any good at it. And in fact, right. I should have been fired from that job. I should have been. I just wasn't that good. But the owner was very impressed with my resume. I was going to college afterwards. I was very intelligent, but I just didn't have an aptitude for the job, and he couldn't believe that that was possible. And so he had a bet going wow. with his CPA. Yeah, the CPA said, "Oh, you hired one of one of those kids. You know, it's like their dad teaches at the high school. Those kids, they're not going to last a month if you if you hired one of them." He said, "No, they're going to last all summer long." And so they had a bet. They made a bet <laughs> on me. And uh, that guaranteed my summer, which I needed. They I needed bet the on the Irish Pirate. I love it. They did. And even better, they added, you know, when one of them said, oh, you know, it's not enough just, you know, one month versus three and 50 bucks. We were, we're going for the steak dinner, too. That, you know, the most expensive mm-hmm. place, not even in town. It was slightly out of town. So it was like 20 miles out of town just to get there because they did their own steaks. They did their own beef, everything. And, uh, wow, man, they, they laid it on thick. And so the really hard part is, uh, the guy that was betting against me, which was dude's CPA had a big mouth anyway. So he told my dad, if it wasn't for me, then you wouldn't have your kid working all summer long, but I made the boss bet. And so, you know, you can thank me now. And, uh, my dad got nothing but depressed over that. He was so proud of it, you know, his ongoing intelligent sons are going to move on and take on the world. And, you know, the first thing that's happening is a complete strikeout. And Damn I know right. It, and he's beginning. Yeah. And he's, and I know how to take my lumps. I mean, I knew what I was facing not too long into that. So as a man, I did the best I could. And so the neat thing is he had to come to me and he said, son, we need to have a talk. I'm going like, Dad, I thought we already had that talk. He goes, no, this is something different. Um, so we went out of the back. <laughs> this is the other talk, talk number two. Yeah. We, went, we sat down on a, a giant tractor tire, and he tried to explain the facts of life, that sometimes whether or not you stay employed on a job has nothing to do with your own abilities. And I'm going like, oh, no, he's going to drop the bomb on me. And so he tells me about it, and he says, well, how do you feel? I said, Dad, I feel relieved. And he goes, What? I just told you, like, the biggest bummer of my entire month, and you're telling me you feel relieved upon hearing it. I said, absolutely, because mm-hmm. I know the boss, and I know the big mouth CPA, 
neither of them are going to give in. I'm set for the entire summer. I'm not worrying about losing my job. I'll make friends. I'll earn the money, and I'll move on. I'm not going to disappoint you because I know what I'm not here to do. I don't have to pretend to win a job that I can't possibly make. So let's make friends, be happy, be amiable, do what I can do, and do whatever I can do well and just give them everything I can. And that was my attitude. I came in the very, very next work morning with my stereo blasting, the tires squealing gravel. And I just had a whole new, yeah, I had a whole new attitude. They were like, what the hell yeah. The answer is there is the upcoming bachelor right there. I Mm -hmm. have enough to make it through the summer and get to the next vine so I can keep swinging. I know. And get to the next level in your life. That's right. And so keep swinging, kid. Keep swinging. Wow. And at 17, I never thought I'd be man enough to be able to admit that. Number one, I can't handle this job. Number two, it doesn't matter. I can, I can, I can fudge it. And there's always some guy in the corner of the room, right? But there's there's always some, some guy in the corner of the picture going, you can do it, kid. Irish pirate. You can do it, kid. Just stick in there. Get back in the ring. God, where kid. was that guy when I was in high school? I, I sure needed his help back then. I got picked on a lot. My dad was a teacher at the same time. Where the hell is that guy when you need him? No, my, that, my dad being a yeah, teacher at high school didn't do me any favors. Let's put it that way. Well, right. with one exception, he, he did choose my teachers, right? I mean, that type of thing. But as far as getting me out, out of trouble, no, it put me into more trouble. A lot of kids wanted to pick on me because they wanted to blame my dad for, like, you know, if he, if he happened to hear about something or whatever. And my dad was always right. telling me and my, and my brother, you're going to have to stand up for yourself because these kids aren't going to stop until you do. And no one wants to be the That's first right. one to get a flat lip from one of you guys. They're not going to be able to live it down. So feel free. And uh, I was very reserved about it. My brother was not. It didn't take long after that before – couple of ag head greasers, you know, the 4-H types, decided oh, yeah. to give us a little trouble. He snuck up behind H one and tapped them on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were yeah, the man, the 4-H versus the Irish Pirate Deathmatch 2000. That well, I like to see. My brother that called them out. My brother called them out first. He tapped one on the shoulder. He turned around, and he just gave him a knuckle sandwich right there in the hallway. And uh, nice. that slowed that down for a while. It did. Um, and as for me, I just got better friends to walk down the hallway with. Uh, you know, I, I started – my best friend later on was about six foot eight. That kind of took care of some problems. And then the other guy that I ran right. around with a lot was another, another teacher's kid like me who eventually went on to, to become a pastor. Um, and and uh, one of my best friends now wow. is a pastor. Who knows? He might be listening. Although he did put up a devotional earlier in the day. He's a bit busy, but – but I met him as a security guard, and it, it's just weird how the people that are around me have such high integrity. And I try to warn people that are in the bachelor world, you know, you better get some better friends. It, one of the best things you could ever do to impress a chick, who are your friends? Who do you hang out with? Because that's going to matter to her. She wants to make sure that you're not going to go, you know, flying off the coop at the first opportunity because you got no support. The really intelligent ones are trying to look at your support system to go along with everything else. Unless there's someone out there that's so strong that they can steal you and the whole kit and caboodle for themselves. But there aren't too many women out there like that, except for maybe Cacao Kelly, but uh, that's a different story. She wasn't the first right. one I ever met. And so, yeah, it took me a while before I could figure out 
that, hey, they really do exist out there if you get lucky enough to spot the opportunity. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, going, going through life, that, that wasn't going to be the trick. There were a lot of women out there. That, I got along just as well with wall, wallflowers and realized that, you know, I liked the attention and they would give it to me, but it wasn't helping me move forward either. And so, yeah, right. and eventually I went into the military and, you know, that was the more uh, hard knocks for me to learn. That uh, boot camp wasn't mm-hmm. that great. A school wasn't that great for me either. Um, you know, I took, I was fantastic at taking tests. But you learn but and you, and you hold your wares, Irish, at every opportunity. You yeah, know, you're well, always sculpting your, yourself out. as a man. Well, they kicked me out and put me in the fleet and I became a man for sure at that point. I, I say, look, I'm at rock bottom right. here and, and I'm doing a mechanical job that I know I can't do again. And, uh, we're going to end it here. And seven months later, I was off that ship, even though everybody and their grandmother told me you can't get off. You know, once you're serving the needs of the Navy, you're done. Seven months later, I broke that cycle when no one else had ever done it. I found a way out and got into the intelligence field, which is what I'm known for now as a spook, as somebody, a military analyst that can't be beat. I, I created my own opportunity, no. and, and, because, and I had the pride because of it. It wasn't because I was so full of myself. I, I saw that as a desperation attempt. Look, I gave myself this opportunity. I'm taking it. Whereas before, I was just an apprentice or, you know, I was just trying to do what, I don't know, my dad picked out some teachers for me and they were, you know, some were hard, some were not. But by the time I got old enough, I realized whatever you can shake out of the tree, those are the acorns you're going to have to pick up and run with. And And that would be my advice to other listeners on the show, sometimes you don't get to pick, especially if you're young. You don't That's get right. to pick. I'm and Irish, a quick to point pick. to interject here. We have a ton of listeners on this show. This Bachelor show is growing by leaps and bounds. I'm just surprised that most guys, uh, they love to listen to the show, and they love to hear the callers, and they love to hear their, their great hosts, which is me. But they just don't call, and guys, we're encouraging you to call up tonight, 563-999-3437. This is your show. Call in with your stories, your manly wisdom, what part of the country you're from, your local culture. Call in. Let's talk about it. Go ahead, Irish. Well, now I am the foremost elder of my direct family. And uh, I'm in a position of leadership, hmm. where, whether I like it or not. I'm no longer, you know, really going to be that apprentice, except, like, like I said, today, Cacao Kelly was putting together her bed. We, she moved into this house. She was just sleeping on the mattress part. She didn't have the frame up or anything like that. And my back is out. But that didn't stop me from being the apprentice that I knew I could be. I had to, you know, I actually had to use, like, my feet to hold boards and things steady. And I was willing to do that yes. because it didn't do anything to my back. And whatever I could do to help out, that's what I did. And that's what I learned from being an apprentice as I was young and not the leader that I have to be now. Now, the leadership comes out when I, like, for example, I go into schools now. If you remember, I beat the schools down to the point they used to be my enemy. All of those people are either now, they just love what I do and they can't wait to get more out of me. Literally, they've gone bankrupt, or in some cases, they took a few too many stabs and they're dead. And, um, you know, I, I'm not partial to any of those three. I don't care where you fall by the wayside on that. I don't have any wishes on anybody that I'm rivals with or could be rivals with. Um, I'm just saying I try to at least do tell people the truth, 
act on that truth and do the, what's best in this case for the children. You know, because that's all it ever was. I didn't care. I didn't care if I got thrown out of a school. 28% of the time I'd end up going back and it was best for the kids. And I break records because they trusted me that I was willing to take the fall for them. So right. it, it established trust. I mean, you'd say you got thrown out of schools. I'm going like, I sure did. I mean, I'm proud of it. <laughs> and I'm sure my dad would be rolling over in his grave for me to say that. But the reality is right. when I stuck it out there for the kids, it's the kids and their parents, et cetera, that needed to see it. And so I really don't care about the whatever it was, 70% of those, uh, those particular school districts that never had me back. They're the worst ones out there. And I can give you horror stories from each and every one. But uh, the ones that yeah. I did see and don't have so many of those horror stories. And I think there is a correlation there that the people that were just trying to do their job and didn't want to be told how to do it took offense to the fact that I was independent. That's fine. I don't have to work for everybody. There's an, right now, even now, I mean, we're hearing stories about guys that accidentally get hooked into, you know, LinkedIn or something and end up being submitted for a job. And then five companies are trying to hire them for something they don't even know how to do these days. You know, the jobs are out there. Yeah. Granted, the, in, the inflation is killing you. Yeah, yeah, the inflation's killing you. The supply chain is killing you. Uh, World War Three is killing you. And worse, the American justice system, you know, the whole nine yards of it. You know, wh- whatever's got a hold of Biden, that's coming to kill you. But in the meantime, you can make some money if you need it. And even worse, you better be thinking about how to make yourself bachelor independent legally at this point. You need to be you know, hands off to the government if you, if you have to. Nobody wants to kill anybody. Nobody wants to fire a shot. But if they're coming for you, the only two choices are make it so they're not interested in you, which requires a lot more strength than where people are at right now. You better be able to, you know, assemble some storable food and some other things like that if you want to be independent. And that, for, as far as technology is concerned, since that's kind of where we're related, that's low-tech no tech and high tech all at the same time in whatever you're interested in. Computing, I can do that. We put in this bed together today, we used all three. We had a power drill, but every once in a while we had to use some other tricks. And we used all of them to put this bed together. And it's probably 30 years old. And uh, it, it, I actually heard Cacao Kelly screaming out war whoops when she got it together. But she was wondering yes. how that was going to get done. And uh, I, I was wondering how I'd be able to help her do it. And she was just happy that it got done. And I'm so glad, that Iris, that you did that for Cacao Kelly. I'm so glad you got it done for her, man. It's awesome. Yeah, she talked about it often. And then she started doing it by herself, thinking, well, your back is out. You're not going to be able to help me. It's like, that's the last time you're going to think that about me. Whatever I have, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> I, I don't, it, this is not going to kill my back. Because I'll find some other way to do it. And that's, that's what you've right. never seen from me. Yeah, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm flexible, which is what I've always wanted to be. I don't want to have biceps. I want to have triceps. That's the hug muscle. That's the, you know, hang on to what you're hanging on to muscle. That's, that's the kind of stuff. That that's right. I, I've always been flexible all my life. And granted, right now I'm not. But then again, I've had two surgeries in under a year, one for my teeth and one for my toe. And uh, these things would stop. I'm going to flourish. Uh, and there's every evidence to believe that. We were, I was arguing with the doctors in the hospital, and I would win. And uh, I, I'm yes. sorry for them because 
because I can do that. Now, remember, I'm also, to the rest of the world, I am a young earth creationist. I have to argue a lot from Genesis. How is the world made? How did, you know, God made me. I should know a few things about what that means. And so here comes some doctor telling you, your blood sugar controls your whole body. It's like, eh. My body controls its blood sugar based on what it's receiving. I had trauma. Cortisol entered my system. My blood sugar shot up like a rocket. That's not something well, Irish. About. That's a proper response. Now let us not forget that God himself is a bachelor of the cosmos. He's the bachelor king Absolutely. of kings. And, yeah, hey, and man, think about hope you get think about, what he did. Think, think about what he did on day six in Genesis. Remember, on the first five days, everything he did was business hours. He had time to get it done before, you know, like, say, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. He got it done ahead of time, taking lunch breaks, and had all night to party, quote, unquote, and he thought yes. it was good. Yeah, he had all night. Now, he wants to make one atom. It's all day, all night, overtime for one atom, <laughs> one mankind. I mean, people don't understand this. And so this is so complex to make. That he what was a concept. Absolutely expecting, this is really important, Von Wehunt. He was absolutely expecting the DNA to hold up, to make copies of copies of copies of copies. Everybody listening to this on average is 240 times a copy of the original on average. Some more, some less. But the important thing is that there is no man-made machine that can make a copy of a copy of a I mean, three times is usually when it falls apart. You know, try that with like a, a paper copying machine. It's just unreadable after three. And there's nothing out there. Right. We've, we've tried to make computers that design computers. That's failing. And uh, now we're learning uh, something I forgot to tell you on Thursday that counts really big. Um, the fake right. meat industry is not working. It's $6 billion down since March 2020. I didn't get a chance to stick that in. The so-called, we're going to make something better than the way God originated. No. Meat is still best when it's what God gave you to eat. Sorry, it's not going to work that way. No, no freak in a laboratory, especially when they look like Bill Gates, is going to convince me they can make something healthier. Right, exactly. But anyway. Irish, we'll, we will talk about that on Thursday's show, my friend. Thank you so much. Yes, we will. I want to, I want to give you, you one more idea here and I'm ready to go. Okay. Yes. God said Irish Pirate, thank you, man. He said, God, I made you its overtime. I'm going to do Eve. You know what happened there. He did take the one bone from a man that regrows, which is the bottom rib. You can check that one out. And then all day Adam's all rib. overtime just to, make, yeah, just to make an Eve, he did it again. So you want to run smack about women? He did the same thing for the woman that he did for the men. He did the same thing. It took That's right. That's why he doesn't want to have to do it again. Could you imagine him having to make two million more of those? I don't think so. He's got oh, other things to do. I don't think so. So he like he Irish pirate folks calling for the Bachelor's what? Guide of the Galaxy. Irish, Absolutely. thank you so much, sir. We appreciate thank you, you very man. Much for the time, sir. We appreciate it. You got it anytime. It's our tech wizard, Irish pirate folks, calling into the show. Got a few more callers here. We'll get to and. Uh, Always give the talk to the pirate, of course. And um, look, get those shots going. Put your red velvet robe on. Get your cigar out or my pipe tonight. Get the aroma flowing. Get the booze flowing. 
you'll feel much better, I assure you. Phoenix, is it past your bedtime, sir, or are you wide awake tonight? How are you uh, doing, my I, friend? I'm good, man. I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm about to get ready to go to sleep. I had a little, uh, a little, had a little horse business to take care of earlier. <laughs> yes, and guys, if your yeah. batch is out, 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 out there, you you got to go. Look, pursue your dreams. The gladiator is now in the horse business. And pursue, look, you never know what's going to fall in your lap. It could be a horse worth millions of dollars. You never know, right? <laughs> right. So cool. Yeah, well, <laughs> yep. so, uh, yeah, I had to handle that. Um, and I, I wasn't able to hear the monologue, but I don't know, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little Johnny Depp tonight for the Bachelor world. So. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, we we must all hail the king of the moment for Bachelor Dumb. Yes. And, uh, and that, that definitely, that title goes to Johnny, no doubt. I mean, he just no created doubt, case man. law. He, yeah, he created case law for every man in, on planet Earth, for any woman that talks dirty and bad about him, you know? Yeah, so, uh, he did. Yeah, it was amazing. And, uh, and he'll be wealthier <laughs> for it in the end, you know? Yes, he will be. He's got about ten point three five million coming to him, net cash. 
Yeah, well, he'll never see any money from her. I'm thinking he'll see more like $200 million from Hollywood. And, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, He's definitely Warner resurrected it. Yeah, it'll be Warner Brothers, Paramount, Universal, everybody but Disney, because Disney will never apologize, right? And right. Uh, his career will skyrocket. He'll be the new... It'll be the combination of Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in their late 50s into their 60s. He'll get all the roles. He's not going to split the roles with anybody. He's getting all of them, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, especially now that Ray Liotta passed away, you know, bless him, you, you know, good fellow. Ray Liotta on the uh, show, we, we mourn his loss, man. What a great Hollywood actor. What a real, a real good fellow, you know. Yeah, real real life good fellow. So Johnny gets all the roles now, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that was you know it was an interesting uh, couple of weeks to watch that trial. I mean, it was just uh, what a bad actress, you know she is. I mean, just horrible. She won't get she she won't even get a TV role. Forget a movie role. She's done. She's yeah. Cooked. She'd be she'd be lucky to work for Adam and Eve pornography at this point, you know. <laughs> Well, she's toxic in more ways than one, you know? Yeah, it's completely toxic. She's She has no emotional intelligence. She's a bitch. She's a liar. She's not even a good liar. The best was when uh, the little kid all over TikTok and YouTube, uh, as soon as the, you know, right before the Memorial Day weekend, when the jury went home for the weekend, he posted those videos of uh, the fact that all the the makeup that the lawyers and Amber Heard were claiming they used, that she used to cover up all the bruises wasn't even made until two years after they were divorced already. Yeah. So there's, there's no way she could have used the makeup because that makeup didn't even exist. It wasn't even it wasn't even known to anybody as an idea yet. Forget about a real product. Another Amber Heard lie. Yep, another lie. The Memorial Day picnics and barbecues, the family members and friends were telling all the jurors she lied. (laughs) There's no way she could have used this makeup that didn't exist. So, you know, it took them one day when they came back from Memorial Day. They came back Tuesday and said, we're ready. And they said, okay, give us the verdict on on Wednesday. And they're like, yeah, because they all talked. Yeah, my family told me too. Yeah, my family told me too. Yeah, the family's told them all. She's a fucking liar, and that's it. It's done. She's cooked. Mm-hmm. Long live the mm-hmm. king, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp is the king of the courtroom, that's for sure. Well, yeah, we man. wish Johnny very, very well on my show. Very yeah, well, yeah. indeed. Anybody else God. win this week? So, I've I've well, we're winning a lot. still here. We're winning a life. We're still here. We're not nuked by Vladimir Putin uh, or China. So every day you wake up, boys, it's a great day. <laughs> every day. That bar will be open. The ladies will be available. And make that money work. Punch that clock and get ahead of the game. Beat the system. That's what I say. Beat the system. I know you and I believe that. You got yeah, to. Yeah, man. You know, I was talking to another bachelor a little earlier, and uh, he's talking about how, you know, there's these jobs over here, Gap Warehouse and Old Navy Warehouse pays 20 bucks an hour to start, you know, people out of high school. 
20 bucks an hour, Gap and uh, Old Navy, the warehouse company that owns them. Um, and and he said, you know, I wish I you know, had a forklift license because then they'd pay $25 an hour. And I said, you know, it's not what you make. It's what you save because in this economy, you got to live cheap as a bachelor, save all your cash you can because gas is going to $9, $10 a gallon. And eggs are costing, you know, $5 for every uh, dozen and a half, 18-pack. And uh, if you don't save your money, you're not going to survive this economic implosion. You know, fortunately, you and I, when we were young bachelors, we didn't have to go through something like this. We had great economies, which, you know, Ronald Reagan and then uh, Newt Gingrich and Bob Dole kept going even through the Clinton years, but... These young bachelors out there now, I mean, boys, get two jobs. Get a full-time job and a part-time job. Save money. Put it cash, yes. cash, cash. Cash is king. Stash your cash. Cover your bills and save as much as you can. And then, uh, That's right. and then at, least ha- at least have a cushion against all of the inflation. And then when we finally get it straightened out with hopefully some some central Republicans and some nationalists in Washington, D.C. Again, maybe we can fix it, and then you'll have some cash to invest into something so you can uh, change your life financially. You know, that's like right. that's the only hope. That's the only hope. So. And, uh, yeah, and in the last weekend or so, we, um, you know, we grilled out some manly steaks at a few uh, – but cheese mill beverages and guys, we watched the mighty Sparta 300. You got to be like a young Spartan. You got to get out there, hustle, be strong, be willful, be decisive. See, so many young guys are wishy-washy. You're a wallflower. You've been deprogrammed. You've been picked apart, demoralized by the media, by the government. Don't let these turkeys put you down. Stand up for yourself. Jeez. Have some backbone. Have some spine. Have some cojones, some balls, you know? Yes. Be like mighty Spartans, right? Yeah, stop drinking soy milk and eat a steak, you know? Yes. Get some some (laughs) creatine. Damn right. These uh, young millennial guys, they're writing articles about you. You guys should be embarrassed. They're writing articles about you. And the Wall Street Journal and major magazines. I mean, you got to challenge them. They're 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 telling the world that you're soy boys, you're weak, you can't make decisions. And um, come on, man, step out of it. A lot of you guys are great. We like we have a lot of young uh, listeners. A lot of the millennials are very cool, man. And you're the biggest generation in America's history, actually. Many people don't know that. It's not the baby boomers. It's the millennials. You are the biggest generation, numbers-wise. So you guys have got a lot. You're moving the markets, whether you know it or not, you know. But I say be a part of the markets, make some money, get out of mom's basement sometime, right? I get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing there? Yeah, I mean, My what God. are you doing the basement? I mean, two guy, two young guys with a full-time job and a part-time job each, you could at least get a two-bedroom and split the bills and still save some cash. Yes. I mean, come on. Get out, get out of your mom's basement, man, you know? 
Right, man. That's machismo style, you know, share some bills, bring over some ladies, have a bar going, get out your favorite stogie, enjoy life, be a man. No, yeah. look, I always tell people this a story. Nobody gave the gladiator or Von Weehunt a million dollars. No one knocked at my door and said, hey, Von, here's a million dollars. Never happened. You got to make it on your own, hook by crook, paycheck by paycheck, day by day. It's trench warfare out there. I'll be blunt. That's what working is. It's trench warfare, World War One, World War Two style. And you could even say it's like jungle warfare of Vietnam. It is a jungle out there, yeah. You're going to meet a lot of crazy people while you're on the uh, job. You're going to be in close proximity to them. There's that word again. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is always be looking for a better job, a better gig, a lot more money. And with that, you might get some more responsibility, but, hey, that's that's a life, right? So you move on. That's right. Yeah, man. I mean, always keep your eyes open. You know, I mean, I, you know, I got smacked in the center of my forehead with a, with a New York company, and uh, even my health benefits got upgraded. Everything got upgraded. And uh, if you're not if you're not paying attention, you know it's not going to happen for you. You got you got to pay attention, man. You got to you got to be keep your eyes open, keep your ears peeled, work your work your network. And uh, once you get in, probably can't hear you, man. Uh, I said once you get in, you know when you work your network. Mm-hmm. Um, then, cause the person that referred me didn't get in and I, then I worked on trying to get him in, you know, I mean, you can always go back and help somebody who helped you. And, um, you know, as a bachelor, if you don't, if you don't do that, if you don't have the other guys back, then what's the sense of being a bachelor? You know what I mean? You got to help each other. You got to, you got to, you got to be there for one another. And, um, this way. You can work forward, not let the women take your money. Everybody keeps their money. Everybody stays happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's what I say. You need those three words, and you got to say them like a yes. mantra. Well, That's been my like mantra, mantra, too. I was always taught healthy, wealthy, and wise in that order. In other words, people right. say, well, why is it wise first? Well, I say, well, if you have enough money, you can buy the wise men. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Healthy and wise, you're right, Paul. Hey, man, have a great night. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta uh, be You were going to say you something. Wanna, yeah, you, you want to stay healthy because you want to be around. That's number one. If you're not around, you can't enjoy it. And you want to enjoy life, you need to be wealthy in order to do that. So healthy, wealthy. And then you got to be wise because you got to make smart decisions and you got to surround yourself with other bachelors who are making wise decisions, who have somehow found wealth, and who are also remaining healthy, so your habits become their habits, their habits become your habits. Sometimes you have to have the good night conversation with those other bachelors who are making bad decisions. Because if you hang around with them, their bad decisions will influence your life, and you don't want that. Because then you'll end up down the path, when you're 65 years old, you will live a life of quiet despondency. You'll be 65 years old, you'll either be dead or dead broke, relying on the government 
for your income. And, uh, you know, trust me, Vaughn and me, we know some people like that that are dependent upon the government for their livelihood in Social Security money, and that's not the way to live at all. That's right. So uh, healthy, healthy, wealthy, and wise, make it your mantra, young men. If you don't, you're doomed to repeat the mistakes of those who came before you and didn't make those three decisions about their life, period. Well put, my friend. Gladiator, thank you so much for calling the show, man. Have a wonderful night, bud. Appreciate it. You too, man. Good night, everybody. Thank you. The Gladiator folks calling in. Words of wisdom. Great points there. Well, if you're a machismo man, you should always be wearing numero uno cologne. I do. search each man different living his own way searching discovering numero uno the new thing in colognes for men in all the world there are only four basic masculine scents here's the best of each numero uno gold numero uno green numero uno red numero uno silver Four numero uno colognes, all different, all wild. Find yours with the searcher kit, a jigger of each scent. Then get a full-size bottle of the one that makes it for you. Numero uno! So I told you earlier, put on your cool shades, man. You have arrived at the Von Weehan Show. As the virtual metaverse propels itself into the future universe, at breakneck speed... In the world of metaphysics, as astrophysicists tell us, the cultural boundaries of time and space dissolve, creating a global interconnectedness like never before. I used to love physics in in school and college. Well, the Space Age Bachelor Pad is no different. And the Space Age Bachelor show, as this one, functions as a soundtrack to a postmodern era defined by hyper-stimulation and the incessant pursuit of fun, travel, gadgets, fast cars, fast women, God forbid, and even the pursuit of euphoria itself. The show features callers from the underground in America and across the globe, and there's never a dull moment. You know that to be true. And now when it comes to the Musical taste of The Bachelor. They are all over the board, baby. From Exotica to Space Age Bachelor Pad music to Jet Set Pop, Heavy Metal, The Now Sounds, Cocktail Hour music, Lounge music while you're wearing your loungewear and other cool outsider and indie music. You know all that to be true. And also, we love our retro movies from yesteryear. Here's one called The Guide. The married man. Hold everything, folks. We're going to give you some pointers. The real lowdown on some basic facts of married life. A guide for the married man. Boy, oh boy. Now you see, Walter Matlow 
is married to Inger Stevens, but he develops a roving eye. The guy's got to be off his rocker to rove in a dish like this. So he goes to Robert Morse, Ph.D., doctor of philandering, for some lessons. Do all married guys do it, Ed? Not all of them give in to it, only about 43%, which I think is about to go up to 44. And would you believe all of these technical advisors give the do's and don'ts for the married man with an urge to stray. Lucille Ball, Jack Benny, Polly Bergen, Joey Bishop, Sid Caesar, Art Conley, Wally Cox, Jane Mansfield, Al March, Louis Nye, Carl Reiner, Bill Silvers, Terry Thomas, and Ben Blue. Girls, don't let your favorite fellow see this film alone. He'd never get away with it, would he? What was Sid Caesar's plan of action? How does Joey Bishop talk his way out of this? What did Art Carney just put over on Lucille Ball? How does a movie star steal a night out? How does Jack Benny operate? Say, hey, honey, what do you think we could get for this from a second-hand shop? You can't top Phil Silver's instant alibi. Oh, you were wearing one. What kind of a girl do you think I am? Of course I was. <laughs> Love that. Well, before a man settles down and gets married with 2.2 kids in America, he is a rogue bachelor. We will teach him the ways of his Viking fathers and talk in depth about what he needs to do in order to be a success in life. It's the Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy radio show, kiddo, on tonight, every first Tuesday of the month, 8 p.m. now Pacific time, on Blog Talk Radio, baby. We are the equal opportunity offender. Now, a lot of guys have called the show and written me, and we talked about real estate on a few shows back. It's time to talk about it again here briefly. A lot of you guys are out west. Now, the house is west of the Rockies. If you're looking for a townhouse, condo, it doesn't really matter. Any real estate, any real property of which I and the Gladiator and the Pirate are owners. You want to be an owner if you can, um, or at least at one point in your life, put it that way. Look, the deal is this. The real estate out west has ballooned. It has exploded like the atom bomb. It's amazing. I mean, the equity is up. The prices are up. If you're a young buck coming up, this is not the greatest time to buy. It's a great time to sell if you have property. So I'll tell you guys, you're going, I need to buy a 3-2, three-bedroom, two-bath. I want a backyard. I want a two-car garage. I don't want to pay more than 200 grand. Well, there are places in the country where you can have that. You can have that. But you got to move where the opportunity is. The middle part of the country, I've always told you guys, I looked it up today, you can get a house, Oklahoma, Missouri, the Ozarks, Iowa, Indiana, parts of Tennessee, northern Arkansas, even Louisiana, Alabama, 
that part of the country in parts of Texas, but not the big cities. The big cities in Texas are very expensive, as well as the taxes are. But if you go to that middle part of the country, Midwest, Southland, you can still buy a property, dirt cheap. Now, granted, it's not going to have mountain biking. It may not be very exciting. You can still buy a property for 130, 140, 150 to 200 grand all day long. Great starter homes. Great places to start your life. Not bad places to live either. Now, granted, you might be in Toronto Valley. Granted, it might be flat. You might want mountains, but I'm just telling you. If your last name isn't Trump, you aren't going to inherit a lot of money, and you don't have a lot of money. Phoenix, Scottsdale, where I live, is pricing you guys out. California, forget it. Can't do it. You can't afford Oregon or Washington or Idaho or Utah. Maybe Nevada, maybe not. A lot of you guys, I tell you, if you need to think about moving to the middle part of the country. Tons of ladies out there, great schools, good people, good flyover country, a lot of food. A lot of water, a lot of good people back there. I went to school in Indiana, Purdue. Went to Texas after that. Know the area well. Know the people well. You might thrive out there. Buy a house, build some equity. You can always sell and come back out west or east coast if that's your preference. But east coast is is very expensive. So the west coast and the surrounding states, and the East Coast. And the, the, those two areas of the country are very, very expensive. To find affordability, you need to consider moving. Unless you got a big down payment, and the banks want 20%, 30%, and the, and, the, and the rates are just going up more and more and more, they're pricing you guys out. You're getting demoralized. You're getting pissed off. I get it. You can always move here later. You might need to go somewhere for a decade. Again, have a place to live, sell it, build up 30 to 50 grand, maybe 100 grand. Sell it, then move where you want to go. Have a bigger down payment, and you can see something. Grab it. But uh, until then, real estate's a dicey game. I'm just trying to get you guys to think about some other realities, some other opportunities. You won't always find the opportunity you want in your backyard. This is a world of travel. Have bag, will travel. You might need to be thinking about moving to a new state where it's a cheaper living standard. It's just a cheaper way to live. You're living in very high-cost areas. So don't bitch about the high cost. Don't whine about it. If you're living in Seattle, Scottsdale, Los Angeles, Bitching about twenty five hundred a month rent. Stop bitching about it. Don't call me and tell me or write me about that. Those are expensive areas. You chose to live there. You need to be thinking about cheaper places to live. It can still offer you some entertainment and some fun and plenty of bars to go to. Restaurants, things to do, camping, fishing, whatever you're into. Golf, sports. So uh, keep your mind open, boys. Be out there looking around, shop these states, see which one's affordable, 
If you can, go there. You'll be money ahead in more ways than one. Yeah, I dig that song. Love it. I also happen to like Batman and many of the other Marvel heroes. I don't know who you are, young lady. You certainly know how to handle yourself well. Batgirl? Batgirl? Batgirl. Yes, Batgirl. With Bam Pal. Yes. Good times. Well, a friend of the show, the Scottish Guard, wrote in a while back and said, I'm relaxing to my study, Von Wehunt. I have some Irish whiskey in my flask, Stogie. My favorite red samurai kimono smoking jacket. My feet are propped up on my 1940s oak desk. My favorite swivel office chair, surrounded by sword collection, politically incorrect art, vintage Tiffany lamps casting an amber glow, and a thousand books to read at my whim. It's a swell way to spend an evening. What did you say? Talking about dames and guy stuff. I dig the show, Von Wehunt. That's what I'm saying. 
yours truly, the Scottish Guard. And I said, your bachelor pad sounds kick-ass, Mac. And I am your Generation X host, my friend. Your house of mine sounds very similar in furnishings, gadgets, a thousand or more books, incorrect art, vintage and Tiffany lamps, gun swords, World War II daggers, my lighter collection, and nice leather chairs and sofa, my 45 caliber pistol and submachine gun, and my World War II daggers by my side while I broadcast live to the nation of America. Talking about cool bachelor stuff, fast cars and fast women, and life in the fast lane or slow lane, whatever you prefer. Well, this show is everything you'll find in my book, The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. It's an all-fine bookstores. It's the retro and modern-day bachelor guide for the new Renaissance man of the millennium and beyond. The book is big, like the galaxy and cosmos, but it's a very easy read. Read a few pages a night, go to sleep, let the book work its magic on your subconscious mind. Psychologists always tell us that the subconscious mind sees everything in society. Talk about emotional intelligence. Your subconscious mind is part computer, part intuitive, part instinctive. It's a memory bank. It collects all data. It's your mind and your mind's eye sees and collects and looks at. It's amazing. Well, as I told you before, The Bachelor in America, we are the good time Charlie and Charlie's Angels. The Bachelor is part playboy, part warrior, part traveler, part James Bond, part Matt Helm, part in like Flint, part chameleon, and part John Wayne. The Bachelor playboy loves gadgets and cool things, cool cars, and cool clothes, cool watches, great travel experiences, and vacations. He has many edges and facets like that of a sparkling diamond. Cool to some, others may think he is a royal bastard. Some women think he is the bad boy that they crave. Love that. That was written by Ivanoui on yours truly. And this is Jenny.
Oh, yeah, I love that song. Well, remember the movie Scarface Sorry, Al Pacino? I love it when he looks up in the sky and sees that Goodyear blimp over Miami broadcasting the slogan, the world is yours. And it is, my friends. Make your own manifest destiny like the founding of America. How's your love life, America? You getting any? Hope so. It's all out there for the taking, boys. And you know what I mean for the taking, literally. The women are everywhere, like picking an apple off a tree. But you want to pick the right apple for you. And that is a special thing. Well, does your girlfriend act like Amber Heard, Johnny Depp's ex? I hope not. Better check your bed tonight and watch out for those flying vodka bottles. Unreal. Well, we talk about this on my more serious show on every Thursday night. Bachelor Patriots, be at the ready. The Chinese Communist generals this week say they want to invade and take over your lands and destroy you. And just like our enemies said in World War II, they said America's full of playboys who will not fight when challenged. Well, it is true there are many playboys in America. When they are challenged, they will fight, and they will drop atomic bombs on your ass. Because they're so pissed off, you took away their party time, they will let you have it in spades, you know? Gents out there, in other words, create your own effing world. This is what makes a real man. The only thing that will make you attractive to women is for you to be confident about your own life. Women will smell that a mile away, and they will be attracted to you right off the bat. Never forget that. Sounds a lot like um, those 1960s B-movies, those biker movies. They sound like this. The female button. They live free. Taking what they want. They come from all walks of life. You're hurting me, Marty. They swore never again to let a man hurt them. The female fun. They tease men. They torture them. They love them. We don't give a damn about society's rules. We have our own laws here. Break one of their laws, and you won't live to regret it. Russ Tamplin, Lon Chaney Jr., Jennifer Bishop in the female bunch. They're coming soon. Yeah, or it could be a girl on a motorcycle. And then we'll get to some more calls here. I think Cal Kelly just called in. Now, 
now you'll know the thrill of wrapping your legs around a tornado of pounding pistons. Like the girl on a motorcycle. She goes as far as she wants, as fast as she wants, straddling the potency of a hundred wild horses, the girl on a motorcycle. Damn right. Let's get back to the phones. This is Cacao Kelly calling from her love nest with the Irish Pirate. Are you there? Yes. Cacao Kelly. How are you doing? Nice. Are you calling from the love nest tonight? I am calling from the love nest. Yes. Excellent. I am. I am. Or at least one of them. <laughs> yes. Great answer. They're all over town, yeah. baby. Ready to go. So what are your thoughts today? What's going on, baby? Oh, well, just being uh, an Amazonian woman here. <laughs> yes, we like that. Amazonian. Yeah, had, uh, Damn. Well, I'm probably one of the very few women out there that love power tools. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Have some so fun with those power tools. Over here, Irish pirate was over here, and he saw I had a uh, drill and uh, everything. He goes, "What are you gonna do with that?" I just looked at him, smiled, and and uh, pulled the trigger and. <laughs> <laughs> That got his engine going. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, but he helped uh, he helped put my bed together because I've been sleeping on the floor for two months now. Um, you know, <laughs> I put the frame together right. or anything. So, and then had a few other things that, you know, um, you know, cabinets that kind of readjust themselves when they get, uh, you know, move too many times. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just doing uh, some oh, that's work great. on on my uh woman woman uh pad here, you know? So Yeah. yeah man, man. Your bachelor pad. Your love death. Yeah. Yeah, my Irish love pirate loves it. <laughs> gotta have it. You gotta have it, babe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's important for women to have their own pad as well as men have their own bachelor pad. So I agree. I I agree. So yeah, that way you can uh, each have your own place for a while. In fact, you know what the what the trend is for married couples is people are buying a house and they're getting enough rooms where the wife has her own bedroom and the husband has, has his own bedroom, 1950 style. Some people are doing oh, yeah. that now. I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Irish pirate and, and myself, we, that would not work for us. No, no. But, you know, like it that. doesn't mean that we couldn't have 
other rooms, you know, like a hobby room for him and a hobby room for me or something, you know. So Sure. <laughs> I could totally see him having his own I could totally see him having his own radio set up or uh you know, broadcasting set up and everything and you know <laughs> so, that would be really cool. That'd be wild. Yeah. It would be. Be really well. I mean, Iris has got some good voices. He's come on. I want him to develop more of those funny voices and talk, you know, oh, or he's favorite, talking like this. My, yeah. I want to hear more of those funny voices. Is Marvin the Martian. There you go. See, you need right, to ask him to do Marvin the Martian. <laughs> okay, I'll ask him that, and I want him to develop some, some, you know, some caricature voices. And um, I know he's, I, 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 I know one of his favorite themes is school and his kids. That's all great and well, but as a radio show, as you well know, we love variety. We are a variety show, so a little bit of this and a little bit of that makes a great show. So uh, with Irish, he's multi-talented, as you know. So we need to hear some of the other voices that are within him, you know? And I know he can do it. He's very talented. Well, uh, the other night I kind of accused him of uh, having a split personality of how many voices <laughs> he did. <laughs> he has a personality for each one. <laughs> I love it. But you know what? Yes. It's all good. So, and I do hear a lot of his voices, and they are really good. But you know, I may be a little bit biased. <laughs> no, I know he likes to save those for you, and but we need, he needs to to spread his seed more or less, and and say those to the the whole world, because communist Ooh. China is listening. We have broken through the communist barrier. That happened last week. And it's not uh-huh. people switching their VPN, trying to be cute. We really have about about 30 or 40 people listening. I believe they're all secret intelligence services over there in China who are afraid of America. They're trying to figure out what we're up to. And they want to hear from uh-huh. real Americans. So, um, yeah, let's have them develop those for maybe Thursday's show. Well, I'm sure if you ask really nicely, you'll come up with something. So. Right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> anyway. You got a great laugh, um, Kikau Kelly. You have a great laugh. Well, thank you very much. Uh, my mom said I was I was born laughing, so. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a, that's a great way to be. Laugh all the way through a life. That's the best. That's the best way to be. Well, so what are your other thoughts about all the way through life? My thoughts on I'm tonight? Sorry? Yeah. Uh, you were asking my thoughts on tonight? Okay, well, yes. I know in the past, you know, I have brought up full-spectrum dating. So uh, yes. tonight I think we should bring up uh, self-sabotage. Because, yes, um, good one. Very good well, one. And recently, 
recently in my daughter's life. Uh, she's 32, and she had actually never dated anybody until she, you know, just recently found somebody. And she right. had all these doubts about the relationship, and why is he treating me so nice, and why is he doing this and that and the other thing? I go, Annika, my gosh, girl, <laughs> you need to stop doubting yourself. You need to stop listening to that little devil that's on your shoulder going, oh, you're no good. Oh, he won't want you. You know, stop listening to that. And that's right. And believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and stop self-sabotaging your relationship. You know, because it's like you you pick it apart and you look for something because you're afraid to be have a successful relationship. You don't want nobody knows what to do with that apparently. It's true. So it is. It is so. (laughs) So you you just need to believe in yourself. You need to have uh, self worth. You need to have you know positive attitude and everything, and date for fun, not for you know, having a purpose as, you know, oh, I got to I gotta get me a wife or I got to get me a husband now, 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 you know. Time is running out and, oh, my biological clock and this and that. And the other. Oh, gosh, give me a break. Just go out and have a little bit of fun. And by doing that, I you're totally going to relieve all the stigma and all the stress of dating is going to be gone and you'll actually be able to relax be yourself, and be more confident within yourself, and that'll come across to other women. And it doesn't, ma- it doesn't mean it has to be the person that, you know, you took out on a date that for that night because that self-confidence, as you're out in public, other women are going to see that. Or if you're a woman, other men are going to see that, and they're going to go, oh, she's pretty self-confident, or oh, he's really you know, got it together, and that is going to draw the type of people you want into your life. I couldn't agree more. Great stuff. Oh, groovy, baby. Very groovy. Yes, deserves, deserves to be in your next book, and the chapter will be self-sabotage. Oh, I'm writing yes. your next book for you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of hard to do. It's already written. <laughs> I just have to go finish the edits. Oh, but that would wow. be book number three, maybe. But uh, I do have oh, a I, well, I I I do have a chapter in there about what you're talking about, and I can uh-huh. I can put in yeah there is a there is but it's based on the show and based on I what 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 you're saying is what we talked about before, which is spot on. And you're right. A lot of people sabotage their relationships. Absolutely. And, and it's not healthy, is it? A lot of times they don't even know it. You know? Right. They don't even know it. I agree. And then they're blaming it on the other person. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute here. And what did you do to perpetuate uh, you having a better relationship? Anything? Well... Uh, you know, this and that, the other thing, and then I, you know, it, yeah, okay, I'm sorry, 
if that's the way you're going to go about it, then don't even date. Do me a favor or do all those other women a favor. Don't date if that's the way you're going to be. I mean, uh, it's just like uh, I went to um, one of my friends' uh, church. He's a Pentecostal uh, pastor and everything. And what impressed me the most with him is he said, he said this, if you want a spouse, you go out, you get one. You want a better job, you go out and you get one. If you want a better relationship, you go out and you get one. But if you're praying to have God bless you with a miracle, and you're waiting for a miracle of, of uh, a new relationship or a better relationship or love or whatever in your life, he says, then you don't deserve it. If you're waiting for that miracle, you don't deserve it. You need to go out and work for it and get it on your own merit. I agree. So. Yep. Life favors the bold. It does not reward the wallflower or the monk who only wants to pray. I totally right. agree right. with that. you got to go for go forward in life. There's an old saying, God rewards those who help themselves. And help yourselves to reality to, you know, it's all out there. Boys and girls, get what you want, the job, the relationship, the girlfriend if you're a bachelor, whatever the case may be. If you're a bachelorette, the boyfriend, get what you need, and you're right. And Kikau Kelly, I'll have you and Irish uh, maybe write a foreword or a little excerpt to the book. That'd be cool. And oh, we, with your well, points of thunder, your points of wisdom, yes, the more the merrier, I always say. Well, on behalf of Irish Pirate, on behalf of Irish Pirate and myself, we agreed to uh, write the forward for your book. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Would be very be cool. So. Very cool. Kikau Kelly, thanks so much for calling the show. We appreciate you. All right. And, well, um, full speed ahead, baby. Down the torpedoes. We will talk again <laughs> soon. Have a great night. <laughs> Love you, baby. Love you Take care. Yep. All right. Cacao Kelly. Cacao Kelly, folks, from her brand-new bachelorette pad somewhere in Phoenix at a mysterious location, no doubt. But pretty soon we will get to Brett the Surfer, I assure you.
Yes. Now, when you're at the bars, lounges of America, you have to be seen by a woman who's always having a great time, all the time, and the best time of your life. Laughter and fun is contagious. Now, speaking of that, never forget, on our show, we have a chat room on Blog Talk Radio. Go to the chat room, put in some comments or questions. We will dive in there now. On our Thursday night show, which is in two, two nights, that chat room is jam-packed. On this show, it's not. So get out there in the chat room, have some fun, do your thing, man. Make it happen. Well, have you heard that guy on the radio? You know the dude with the diamond commercials where he says, I send my stonecutters all over the world, and especially to Bangkok, Thailand, to pick out the best diamonds for our customers. Isn't it great? Now your girl can also have a blood diamond mined by slave labor. And when that diamond sparkles and shines, you will be thanking us later. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. <laughs> Love that God. God, I always laugh because we send our stone cutters of Bangkok, Thailand. Love that. My God. Um, it's just, they're not there to buy diamonds, buddy. Guarantee they're having some fun. We'll get uh, Breath of Surfer on here in a moment. I guarantee it. I'm doing good. Yeah, just uh, great, great, great to hear that, man. Just uh, chilling out here, uh, enjoying myself nice. and uh, thinking of the freedom we have. And here's to all the bachelors out there. Uh, I happen to be married, but yes. you know what? You still go for the gusto and you go for it, man, you know? So um, you know, right. no matter what it is in life, you gotta, you gotta have those goals lined up and you know what you want. You gotta grab it. You know, it's there for the taking, you know, and you know, that's just, right, uh, man. It is. We're in uncharted Absolutely waters it is. in a way, but yeah, 
Oh but, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to go for it time, and you know, be a man about town, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you know, having confidence, knowing what you want and, uh, you know, when you go into a room or whatever you do, you know, it's kind of the secret to, uh, you know, finding happiness in life and, and getting the most out of it, you know? And, uh, Right. Yeah, that's kind of the secret, man. I love secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and the surfer has a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah. so true, man. But the single life up until 40 years old, man. It's not a long time to be living that single life. And, um, you know, but, you know, you plan, you plan your goals and, the old saying, have a plan or plan to fail, and, and you just you just have that plan and you stay to it, and uh, things work out, you know. Life can throw you curveballs, you know, but you've got to uh, you got to always be focused on, on what your objective is, what you want to accomplish, you know. And um, if, if, if it is the bachelor lifestyle, then go for it. Go for that, you know. Um, whatever yeah. it is, you know, if it's to be financially independent or um, – find that, that woman of your dreams or, or maybe not. Maybe that's not, not what someone's looking for, you know. So, uh, you know, you just have to, um, you know, everybody has their own their own uh, happy place and, you know, place that they, and hopefully everybody's, uh, you know, has different plans for their future. And, um, you know, want to live successful lives and accomplish the things that they they hope to, you know, a lot of people just never really, ha- they're not focused, you know, and they don't really go for the gusto, like you were saying earlier in the show, uh, you know, I believe, I'm, you know, I'm, I believe in God, and, uh, but also, you know, you've got to, you've got to go out, you've got to, uh, you know, it's not just handed to you, you either go out and earn it, or, or go for the gusto, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that's my feeling, but, uh, God helps those who help themselves, you know, like you're saying. So, um, Absolutely he does. He likes to see you hit the streets. He likes to see you, you know, be a man about town, take some chances, break a little glass, like that great song by uh, Head East, you know? Yeah. Take some chances, guys. <laughs> Everyone's afraid of rejection. What is she going to say? The hell with what she thinks. The hell with what she says. If you like her, ask her out. She says no. You you got to get the concept of next, next, next girl, next party, next situation. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Keep moving around. Keep moving and grooving. Shake the tree. Shake the street. Shake some cash out of it. Shake some women out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you, you know, got to do? I mean, you, you know, and I, I, my my feeling is, you know, you keep doing that until you find someone that can be your partner, that can be your best friend. Exactly. You know, that you can grow with. Right. And, and they're out there, you know, so you always have to have hope. And no matter, it looks like we may be going into some uh, dark times, you know, financially uh, hard times here in the future. Who knows, you know, what's going on, but uh, the global events. But uh, you always have to have hope and, and a direction and, uh, you know, place you want to go you know so um right. that might be with a you know not everybody is is you know that's not the path for everybody but uh you know 
some people, you know, want to get married. Some people, you know, want to have kids and go through that experience and others don't, you know, so, um, but it, it's that they might not, you know, I don't know. It's a, that's a, it's a tough thing, you know? And so I think a lot of certain people are just, it's not made from, or maybe it's not, not something for them, but, but that's, that's their choice. And, you know, and maybe that's their happiness, you know, so teach his own. <laughs> that's my, that's my surfing <laughs> advice, man. <laughs> I like this. You're the surfer philosopher and I love it. The surfer yeah. philosopher. Yeah. It is true. There's a lot of philosophy behind surfing. A lot of, there really, there really, really is. I mean, in a serious way, there, there were California surfers who wrote books about it about the wave, about how to attack it, how to, how to challenge it, how to go with it. Yeah. A lot of things you can learn about life are on those waves, those crashing waves. Wasn't it Bruce and, um, Brown, Endless Summer, did that? Right. Great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never seen that back in the day. I used to oh, love yeah. those late 1960s surfer movies, man. Bikini Babes and the Biker Movies <laughs> with Steppenwolf. Yeah. Ah, oh, great. I have, I've, I've been collecting them on DVD. I buy them wherever I see them. But I love that stuff. YouTube's got a lot of them. Just love to watch yeah. them. Love that. That's real pre-COVID retro America. Good times, man. Good times. Yes, it was. Yes, they you are. Know? <laughs> still on we can still watch him you know so but yeah that was a different time too though um you know when those a lot of those older movies came out but uh wow there are a lot of awesome new surfer movies with the young the millennials that are surfers now uh and uh it, it's it's uh pretty amazing you know watch that i watch uh not only do i surf but i also watch the surf channel all the time man so Love the Surf Channel. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's hear this. I'll get right, right, right back to you. I, I, I want to play this for you. It's a little bit of retro America, folks. And then we'll get right back to Brett the Surfer with his comments on it. I'm going to be poor because I don't ever want to be poor. Then you won't. I decided right then and there I wasn't going to live like that. I needed to get as far away as possible. I moved to California in the summer of 1968 with the tuna. We had $300 and a black TR3. Sure was nothing like this back home. It was paradise. We got a small one-bedroom apartment right on the beach. Wasn't much, but it had its price. Georgia. You need some help? California was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Hey, what's the deal? People were liberated, independent, full of new ideas. They used words like right on, groovy, solid. The women were beautiful. And they all seemed to share the same occupation. I'm a stewardess. I'm a stewardess. I'm a stewardess. I'm a stewardess. Yeah, on the airplane. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's how it was, Metro America. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah, that's Brad. That's how it was, like man. Was blow. <laughs> yeah, with Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. That's one of my favorite uh, scenes, the beat scene. Yeah, yeah. That's how he built up his uh, his empire there, you know. <laughs> right. George Jung, right? George Jung. George George Jung, Boston George, they call yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Boston George, that love that. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> they asked, they asked uh, George Jung in prison. They said, you know, what did you think of Johnny Depp? I mean, was he? He said, oh, I thought he was great. And they asked, was he like a a smuggler? No, he in real life, no, he wasn't a smuggler. You know, <laughs> like him. You know, so. <laughs> But he played him, but he did an awesome job acting like him, though. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the lifestyle, man. Living on the beach, imagine that. God, be incredible. Yeah, you know, you could do it if you wanted to forego everything. You could live out there, live in a van down by the river, down by the <laughs> beachhead. But you'd be dirt poor. You'd own nothing. You'd be homeless after a while because yeah. eventually the, the the van breaks down and you got no money, no credit to fix it. And then you'll be one yeah. of those beach bums yeah. in California. There's millions of them. There's millions of guys that never left the beach in 1968 when the doors were there in Venice Beach. They're there. Millions of them. Wow. And you can tell they're, they're 60, 70, 80 years old. I talked to one guy years ago. Said I've been combing the, I've been a beachcomber for fifty years. Was he, he said I remember every decade. Did he have that place? He went wow. off and on. He, these these guys will live in a house for a while. They'll squat in an abandoned house. They'll be homeless again. They'll get kicked out. To me, it's a terrible way to live. But you know, the real bachelor likes property. We like assets. We like, you know, at least a roof over our heads. But look, everyone's different. Yeah. And if you're the kind of a guy that likes just be a vagabond, more power to you. Or they could yeah. be even bolder and surf the waves like Brett the Surfer. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want to be a vagabond just on the beach. You want to have some cash and be able to you know, enjoy life and, and ride those waves, you know, and hopefully you can, uh, you can mix it up. But, uh, yeah, you definitely don't want to be broke. That's not really, uh, that's not, uh, that's the way you want to, you know, once you get older, man, I mean, you, you definitely need to have some investments and, and, and a way to, you know, support yourself. Cause I mean, you can't always hit that, that grind, you know, you're not going to build the grind like you used to in sales or whatever type That's of thing right. you're in, you know. So. So, so true. Brett, thanks for calling the show, my friend. We're, um. All right, man. We have had a great evening, man. I love your surf. What are your final <laughs> thoughts to America, the radio octagon, and bachelor dumb in general? Just enjoy every day, man, and, and take take a little time to. Uh, watch that sunset, you know, or if you're going to be up early enough to watch that sunrise, you know, and each day is a, a, a blessing, a rocking blessing, and you, you you know, you grasp each day, and that's really the secret. That's what I'd like to leave you with tonight, Vaughn. All right, man. 
I like it. Breath of Surfer, awesome words of wisdom, my friend. We'll talk to you Thursday night on our hit show, okay? All right, man. Talk to you, man. Thank you, Brett. Surf's up, folks. Brett the Surfer with his words of wisdom. The Surfer philosophy, very, very cool. Well, it's been another great show. Thank you all for showing up tonight. And uh, you can always call the show, chime in, reach the host, vonwiedshow at gmail.com. You want to sponsor the show, let me know as well. Roy's looking for some new sponsors. Don't forget, we talked about a few things, guys, in our, on this show and on past shows. We love hanging out with the awesome bachelors of today. Some guys will have their lovely ladies by their side. Some bachelors even marry, which is good. Some have their playboy playmates forever. But we live in a couple's world. Don't they always ask you at the restaurant, table for two? or at the hotel, double occupancy. We want to flip the toxic dating environment and make it work for you, to empower you. And never forget the slogan in Mexico, no money, senor then you have no honey. Never forget that. If this show was too offensive to you, then go back to your TV cooking show, and you will have no business being on the show and sucking up our precious space and bandwidth. The Bachelor is seen as rebel, as the rebel in society. We are the rogue bachelors. We love you all. Thank you very much. It's the sizzling summer special and we thank you all next Thursday, this coming Thursday will be our next show at 8pm on Blog Talk Radio let's have some fun America signing off from the Bachelor's Den drinking hand and my cigar we'll talk to you soon America I guarantee it